0: Little brother, let me start with the first time that I saw them. The villagers from Nunut, the parish. Whatever name you want to give them. I watched as they spilled out of a hole in the canyon wall, carried on barely stable boats. They appeared in drips and drabs, crawling onto the banks to wait. Each of them relieved to still be alive, each hoping to see that beloved face follow them out of the cave. They were strangers then. I didn't know their names, but over the weeks that followed, I studied them, and I learned. Jeddah, the leader who checked on every person who made it out. One child in her arms, the other following. Even from afar, I could see her shoulders relax when her brother, Shu, made it sure. Verask, wounds life-threatening, tended to by his parents, Palask and Tayal. Tayal had already lost his father that day. He wasn't going to lose his son. The siblings, Callan and Sov, crying over a lost sister, Creve, and their aunt, Re. Their mother sat in silent shock on the rocks behind them. Briston, from who the caves had taken the most. A nephew, a wife, a sister, an aunt. Even then I could see the rage that simmered beneath her skin, the terrible choices she would come to make. Then there was Charla, unusually quiet and withdrawn, surrounded by her family. Together they mourned the loss of Yanni, Charla's mother. There was a gap before anyone else appeared, a long time waiting. Even I was surprised to see two small boats arrive in a day's light. On one of them sat the parish, surrounded by the reawakened weaver, Filter. On the other, the warrior Briss and her nephew, and a small group of survivors from the caves. But my eyes were drawn to another figure, who sat in their midst, an anathema, the monster I'd come to know as Vens. From the moment I set eyes on him, I knew that I had to act. That if I didn't, all of these people would be doomed. Ulan Bekal. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, a role-playing podcast focusing on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Ryan Evans.
1: Hi, I'm Ryan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BrainXRay. Finn Henderson.
2: Hi, I'm Thryn. You can find me on Twitter at Theron.
1: Steve
0: Martin.
2: Hey, I'm Steve, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve.
0: And Elizabeth Simones.
3: Hi, I'm Elizabeth, or Ziz. You can find me on Twitter at CSilfGames. Games.
0: And I'm Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at AddTDixon. And you can follow the show on Twitter at FlimsyRituals. Okay, so it's been, like, a little while since we last recorded. So I think this episode is kind of a chance for us to, to get back into things, uh, remind ourselves about a few things, and I guess move the story forward from where we left it. So we've spoken outside of this about the next few episodes being a space where we can explore our characters a little bit more. They're going to be sort of low-intensity episodes, a little like if we're playing a system like Blades in the Dark, would have a downtime session. The next few episodes kind of give us space to do that. So it's a space where you can all set your own scenes, and you as players can lead the action a little bit. However, before we get to that, I want to spend a little bit of today's episode just wrapping up from where we left off with everyone fleeing the caves, I guess. Sure. Sounds good. Yep, definitely.
1: Let's find out what happened.
0: Okay, let's start by recapping where we left off. All of you are in the caves beneath Khan Veskal, and we had the fight with... With the thing that was consuming the place under there. I think at the time we didn't quite have a name for it, but we've given it one now, and we're calling it Corpus. And the thing expressed itself through, at the time, manipulating the plant matter that was around it. And it used it to attack the party and the caravan as they passed through the caves, looking for a way out of the shower, and for a way to outrun The storm that was overtaking their land. It kind of ended with, I guess, a big fight to try and get the people of Ninut through the caves to the boats that were, that were in the caves so they could get out through the underground rivers. And I think largely that was successful. Most of the community managed to make it to those boats. They managed to get to the river and managed to pass underground. But there were a few incidents along the way. Um one of them was that Charla invited in Strail into the caves. And Strail very quickly realized that they were they were kind of bested by Corpus and decided decided to take refuge in Charla so that he could escape. And then there was also the the fight in the main room while everyone kind of fled past them, um, which was led by Cast who was a spirit, and mainly like the player characters, so so I think Belka was helping, and Briss and Vens, and it ended up with the scene where Vens tried to weave um, a spell in order to put to put uh, Corpus to sleep, and it resulted in Vens putting everyone to sleep, including Corpus. But in the process, um, in the process, he woke up the Weaver Vilta, who has been asleep since before our story started. So we're going to skip, skip forward a bit. I think, um, I think one way or another, everyone gets to the boats and he's managed to be escorted through the caves, um, through, through like the underground rivers. I think the underground river dumps you out around here on the map, which in terms of describing the location is between the, the canyon walls of the Sharrow and two other territories. And basically the caravan gathers here, coming out one by one onto the boats and kind of pulling the boats up onto the shore. I think most of the river is deep, where it kind of pools in the canyon. But the space you are, there's there's kind of a range of small little islands where the the water is shallower, and you can kind of cross by stepping over the gravel and getting your feet a little bit wet. And the caravans kind of spread out across this. I think everyone just kind of wants to be in their own space, in their own little groups, and try and come to terms with what has happened.
2: You say the caravan. I'm assuming we don't have any... Of the carts or supplies or anything like that?
0: No no carts. I, I think the carts have been lost. They got left outside of Carn Veskal. I think people have supplies, but not very many. Basically what they could carry on their backs, and probably some of that has been lost as well. I think the one thing you have gained are these boats that you used to get out, but I think most of them are in incredibly poor repair. And they did well to get you this far.
1: Firewood it is.
2: And not everyone came on the boats, did they? Some people actually
0: just uh, swam or something?
1: No, I think everyone came in the
0: boats.
2: It was all the boats? Okay, yeah, cool.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, so there's boats enough to carry you all, but they're not going to carry you far without any kind of repairs. Um, just to describe what this area is like, you're in the canyon that the shadow carves out uh, by walking round its terrain. On one side, it is very much the terrain like that epitomises the shadow. It's kind of at the moment, in winter, kind of dry earth and Along, like, the cliff face, you can see the coat trees just kind of, like, clinging on with their roots, kind of, like, jutting out into the open air. Kind of to the east, you can see a mix of, like, grassy green earth, but it's kind of, it's kind of a little bit dry and old. Um, there's, like, kind of a lot, there's, like, a lot of ivy-style plants on the cliff face, and you can see there seems to be, like, some graves or tombstones. And to the north and to the west, there's also a canyon wall and on top of that, there seems to be, and and kind of like drilling their roots, probably all the way down to the canyon floor, are huge trees which kind of cast a lot of this canyon in shadow. And between those two spaces, uh between between the space to the east and, and the space to the north and west, the river that pulls down, um, both from the, the cave mouth that you've come from and the waterfall that's a little bit further along the canyon wall, the river kind of funnels through, and it breaks through between both of them. I think you'll know it as the River Trill, and it's rumoured to be one of the longest rivers in the world. It keeps going north a remarkably long way. And I think
3: That was a lot of very good landscape information, but I did stop listening after you can see a bunch of graves. <laughs> graves, graves, graves.
0: Oh god. Here we go. So I think the scene I'd like to open on is is a meeting. I think we there are a couple of characters here, I think Vilta and Jedda, And any of you that wants to be involved. And I think basically it's a couple of hours after people have exited the caves. You've probably been doing a few things to make sure that everyone's okay and like slowly I imagine Jeddo has been around and just touched a few of you on the shoulders and asked you to come up come along. And probably said, like, we need to work out where to go next. Who who is at this meeting? Who's joining?
2: Uh Briss would absolutely be there. She's quite keen to get moving, I think. And well well, not she's not keen to be at the meeting, but she's keen to get the meeting over and done sure. with. So she's probably sat there before most other people arrive, sat on a rock, tapping her foot, cleaning her fingernails with a a stone dagger.
3: Conversely, I think Belka doesn't much really care about the outcome of the meeting or where they go, but does really want to be there and like listen. I
1: think Vens is very much on full recluse mode right now. After everything that's happened, he's not too bothered about what's going on in the group and is maybe busy reflecting on what's happened to him.
3: I think Chala's probably in the same place, and is also a child, so...
1: Sure. Like, like I think the
0: shoulders to get tapped on are, like, Belka's, Briss's, and Vance's. Like, I think someone specifically comes up to you, Vance, and says, we need you there.
1: Okay, well, I have it been known, it was reluctant.
3: <laughs> Belka will carry you there like a child. If Tamil is there... Um... And
1: I think... I don't think Tamil is there.
0: I, I I don't think it's like a public meeting. It's like uh, five okay. people while everyone else is still kind of grieving and In sad. In that
3: case, Chala wouldn't be there. I think
0: most people haven't recovered enough to make these decisions. It's just, we need to do this. We need to move these people before they kind of just can't. Okay. So I think it's on one of these little small islands that they kind of gather around. Um, there are E3 and I think there is Vilta and Jeddah and no one else i uh, i think vilta is propped up against a tree um i don't i don't know whether we've had vilta on screen before but she is a woman in her 30s she has dark skin and quite like angular features i think at the moment she's incredibly thin and like looks a little bit malnourished she has uh, almost like some like little nubbins nodules in in her neck i think anyone that's been around her knows that the skin from her neck can fan out almost like a little ruff, to protect her from the heat and shelter and kind of for ceremonial reasons. I think all across her skin you can also see that there seems to be almost like little polyps just kind of dotted along. Um, They're they're a little bit lighter than the rest of her skin colour, almost like a a bluish grey. She wears her hair long and kind of like has it pouring over one side. She looks up at you all and and like welcomes you as as you join. Jeddah is younger than Filter. She's in her 20s. Um She has curly hair and, and brown skin. She's always got a curious look in her eyes. She's one of these people that when she's listening to you, you know that you're, you are the centre of her attention. And I think it's Jeddah that starts the meeting. Thanks for coming. I don't know how much more we can ask of, of you three. By all accounts, and she, she looks at Vilta here. By all accounts, she did a lot in the caves, but... I'm sure you've realised that we can't stay here. We need to, we need to keep everyone moving. And like she, she looks around like the the islands around her, and kind of everyone's in their own little groups. That they're still trying, they're still struggling to kind of come to grips with what's happened.
2: Well, it makes sense to follow the river. As long as we keep going north, we'll have fresh water. We can, we can hunt. We can forage. But water's going to be the one thing that we can't find. And quite frankly, I think, I think we need to get as far away from the sh- shadow as we can.
0: I think Filter looks up here and just kind of does like a slow little nod. I've heard of your practicality, and it's admirable. Me and Jeddah have been talking, and there are a couple of things that we, need to, that we need to focus on here, that need to guide our decision. And I think one, as you've rightly pointed out, is that we need to protect these people. We need to keep them safe and we need to, if we can, we need to find them a new place to live, a new home. But, but secondly, secondly, we need to, we need to stop this. Whatever just came out of that cave, if we don't do something, if we don't get people to do something, then it will consume everything. You can tell she knows this, she's not making this up. Jeddah, uh, Jeddah, Jeddah, like, looks and goes, me and Vilta have been talking about it. We've got a couple of options, I think. A couple of places we can go.
2: At, at this point, Briss kind of drifts away from the conversation—not not drifts away, like moves away—but her attention kind of wanders, and she she's kind of unconsciously looking over her shoulder, watching Corin on the other side of the the river. Briss isn't really listening to
0: Velter and Jeddah at this point. Sure. I want to make it clear that they're not disagreeing with you. They're kind of just going like, "These are the options."
2: Oh yeah, totally, totally.
0: So we've got two options. I think we can go north into Erevents. There are towns dotted around the river. I, I think there's a small village a little way up, but but the main one is probably a few weeks away from here. A tropa. It gives us some options for for keeping everyone going. I guess it, it, it's a forest, so we should have enough to scavenge and, and find. And then Vilda kind of goes and. The other option is we go east. Uh, that'll take us into Senya. It's not the most light-hearted place. It's, I, I went through there and it, it was hard, but there are towns, there are, there are monks in a town named Eulogy that could help us if we, we ask them.
2: Well, the forest sounds good to me. Plenty of hunting, plenty of foraging. I'm less keen on anything difficult. I don't think these people are going to take well to any more hard travel. I vote north if we're voting.
3: I think Belka has been through most of his conversation staring at their ruined arm in a sort of morbid fascination, but was looking more and more dejected the more Briss was kind of pushing for north. And if, as the tide is sort of slightly turning in the conversation, just quietly goes east and then realizes they said it too quietly and then looks up and too loudly goes east.
0: <laughs> uh, filter kind of looks at you and goes, "What? what that's Belka's vote." <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Vince you're being awfully quiet.
0: I think there's like more information to give here before you like you definitively cast your vote.
3: Yeah, I think it's clear that Belka isn't really listening to what is available in either of these routes, they heard the word north and clearly were
2: like, no. <laughs> Belka, have you got any uh, any particular reason for wanting to go east?
3: I would like to not be going north.
2: Do you have any particular reason for not wanting to go north?
3: I don't think Belka's ever had anything other than a fairly passive facial expression up until this exact moment. <laughs> and it's a an incredible combination of like... Fuck you, and fuck the North, and fuck your questions. Just like a a a glower, the likes of which you have not seen before.
2: Briss is pretty taken aback at this. Actually, this is uh, this is new, and she sort of bites back the question. Oh, okay, um, all right. Well, that's that's a vote for East, I suppose.
0: Be- before you make up your minds, um, and, and this is Vilta talking. I get that survival is our priority right now. I'm not pushing against that. But I've been trying to work out where to go next with with Corpus behind us. And
2: Wait, what's Corpus? Is that the thing that was in the game? That's cave? the word I heard for it. You heard? When was that? Before
0: I came here. The, the reason I came here. Okay, well, that was uh,
2: nice of you to let us know, you know, shortly after you arrive in the in the village. And- the glower
0: I- returns
3: yep. intensified.
0: I think Filter just kind of goes, I did. I told your elders exactly why I was here. But, but that's all behind us now. As I understand it, everyone that's here decided, decided to follow me for better or for worse. And I owe you a reason for, for why you followed me. I was raised as a weaver for some guilds in a city called Sir Asher. And they were not good people. And, I should have left earlier, but it took, it took seeing what was awakening under that mountain to give me a reason to leave. I came here to stop that thing from awakening. The people that followed me, the people you called a parish, um, they all followed me to help me.
2: Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb here and just optimistically guess that you didn't know what was going to happen. And what was down there, right?
3: I think Belkru is just gonna shrug sort of expansively and expressively and say Who knows anything that will happen?
0: I didn't know exactly where it was. I knew where this thing was gonna happen, but not precisely. That's that's why I came to your village. I I hope to find help. I hope to find people that could help me track this thing and stop it.
2: Well, um Sorry about that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
0: it was not your fault.
2: Yeah, I know. Look, we, we just need to keep people safe. We need, I need to keep Corin safe. And look, uh, do you know how to stop it? That's the important thing. Because if you don't, then we need to warn them somehow.
0: Honestly, I don't. I have ideas. I don't know exactly how. I can't do it alone. I think I'll need help.
2: Wait, how did that thing grow in the middle of the Sharrow anyway? I thought the Sharrow belonged to the Sharrow. I thought there was only one... There's only supposed to be one remnant in the territory.
1: It wouldn't... It wouldn't just leave. Vens? Uh, So Vens looks up now and... The the Sharrow's gone. The the Sharrow's dead. What?
2: No. (laughs) That's... You might as well say the river's dead. What that that doesn't make any sense.
3: The river's dead. Did that help?
2: Did Belka say that?
3: Yeah. Belka doesn't understand idioms very
1: well yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Belka. Just just. N- never mind, Vince, What the hell are you talking about?
1: The jackals. They they came and they they sensed something was about to go wrong in the Shara's territory, but didn't realized that it wasn't the shadow that was gonna cause these problems. And they came and they they killed the Sharrow. They fucking what?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they executed it. They they came and they the reason why the storm was able to take hold of the Shower, the reason why it hadn't come back after the rituals, why the birds never returned. its all caused by the jackals. How do you know? Because I was there. Me and Shu, And we, what did you do? I did everything I could.
2: Well, clearly not. You're still fucking alive. You could have done something else.
3: I think Belku's gonna get up and move between Briss and Vens. <laughs>
1: When we arrived, the Sharrow was, was dying, and the Jackals were still there. And now you don't know the way that I weave my spells. I, I draw from the Sharrow. And every time I try to do something, the only way I know how, I was just drawing from the Sharrow's life force. If it wasn't for Shu, I don't think I would have made it out of there.
2: And where are they now?
0: Where did they go?
3: Is this our main concern?
1: They
0: could be useful. I, I think Vilter says this.
1: I was thinking the same.
0: If these tenders or jackals, as you call them, if they saw something too. If they knew what was going to happen here, maybe we can. I know you're not going to like this, but maybe we can. Maybe we can talk to them some some way.
2: Oh no! To hell with that. They killed Corin's father. They've killed the Sharrow. We don't talk to. I'm not going to talk to them.
1: They are the ones with intimate knowledge on how to kill a remnant. Even as misguided as they are, they are the ones that know how.
3: I think maybe in a possibly surprising turn of events for Briss Belka is going to put from where they stood between Briss and Vens one of their hands sort of over Briss's heart, kind of restraining, kind of soothing, and look at. Vilter and Vens and say perhaps now is not the time.
2: No, no, no. Now is absolutely the time. If they're close, Vens, you need to tell me where they are. I'm going to go and find them.
3: And what of
1: Corin?
2: I think Brith actually just kind of falls a little bit silent at that and looks over the water back at him.
1: The jackals are gone. By the time I was able to recover from my ordeal with them... Shu said they had left. I gave them the information that it wasn't the sharrow causing this problem. There was something else. All I know is that they travelled into the sharrow. I don't know where. There's another option. Instead of
0: instead of tracking these two two tenders, we could we could go where they came from. We know it. We we passed through there. Me Belka, some of the other parish Nilka is from there. It's a it's a city called Embrace. It's
3: I think if as people turn to Belka for some extra information on this, they just go look at the ground and curse violently.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not a good place, but it's not a bad one either. It's a, it's, well, it's, it's a city and it's far from here, far enough to give, to give your people some time. And it's, and it's large enough that if we turn up with a couple of dozen people, they're not going to, well, no one's going to notice.
3: Pecker's gonna look up here and say, "It is, in the words of my good friend Nilcat, a fucking hellhole."
0: <laughs> uh, Vilta just smiles. At this point, is like you you all hear like the sound of of a boot like stepping into pebbles underwater. You look up and you see Kaylin, and she's one of the people from Undercan Feskel. She is. Uh, shorter than the rest of you she's just under five feet tall quite stocky built although you're not sure how much of that is you're not sure how much of that is her clothes Um, she's wearing quite thick coats uh, lots of layers she's got like a scarf wrapped around her neck and all over her clothes she's got lots of different pockets um, which carry different tools a lot of them seem to be quite um, science and botany based she's carrying like a lot of glass vases Um, some of them have plants in some of them seem to be specimens from the area some of them seem to be similar to the bioluminescence you saw in the, cl- you saw in the caves. Um, and she's got lightly tanned skin, dark hair, and all of the way under her skin, um, there's kind of like a, a thin translucent layer, and you can see bioluminescence underneath it, and it seems to react to her emotions. And at the minute, it's kind of a silvery blue that kind of flickers with nervousness. Um, I, heard a, I heard a little bit about, of your conversation, and... I, I just wanted to mention something. And I think, like, Vilta kind of signals her to go on. I don't know how much you know about me and, and me and Maddie, but, but we, we worked together under the caves. We, I was a botanist and, and she helped me from time to time as an, as an assistant. And we met some people there that didn't belong. They were scientists like me. They were, they were there to study the caves and they didn't come into the community. We we spoke a few words, and then I I didn't see them again until, well, a couple of days ago. I I saw one of them. I saw one of them in this canyon from from in the mountain, and I saw them fleeing into the east. They were the only one I saw, I saw and, and I think at this point she starts crying. Was this my fault? If it, Did they?
2: Br- Briss is just about to start interrogating her when she starts crying, and she, she sort of stops with her hand just about to grab her by the shoulder and sort of draws back not sure what to to do
0: i i I don't know whether they're related to this thing or not but
2: what what what, it's okay it's okay it's not it's, it's not your fault whatever happened it's not your fault what did they look like
0: there were three of them to start with they was one of them carrying an axe no I don't know. I, I don't think any of them were carrying weapons. They were carrying like equipment. Like one of them had a big—it's like a big box on their back. Maybe some of them had like urns and herbs and things on them. I think I asked one of them about them, and I didn't get much of an answer. I—I I, I didn't talk to them for long.
2: Vents? Any of that sound familiar?
1: These people had weapons. They were. It doesn't sound like them. The—the the only one I saw leave was.
0: They were short and they had uh, like a strange gait. I can't remember their name. Uh, something like Axel, maybe. Something like that. I.
2: I assume. It, is, is is Vens recognizing this?
1: No, these aren't the jackals. But is this the guy from Casts Hut? No,
0: I don't. No, I don't match that description either. These seem to be totally new people.
2: Don't worry. Okay, it's um probably completely unrelated. They didn't ask about the Sharrow. Or anything like that? Did they?
0: They they didn't ask about much. They they seemed to know what they what they were doing and where they were going. They I guess I just recognised what they were carrying and 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 what they might be up to. I they didn't say what they were doing. They didn't say that they were scientists. I just just guessed, and I should have reported it, but there wasn't time. There, there wasn't the, the chance. But don't worry. Don't worry about what happened in the past.
2: We just need to know as much about these people as possible because if it turns out that they're the ones that killed the sharrow I can follow them now.
1: They aren't Briss. They aren't. They, they're not the same. These, these jackals were big, e- experienced warriors. They're not scientists. Well, maybe they
2: were in disguise. If they're ex- experienced warriors, maybe they're experienced, I don't know,
1: thieves or... Briss, stop. <laughs> stop. It's not them.
0: So I think that those are your two options. There's going to the east, uh, which would lead you into Senya, and tracking this person that exited the caves. There's going to the north, which is initially into irrevents and eventually heading to Embrace, uh, the city where the jackals are
1: based. What do we know of the the monks at Eulogy?
0: Sure. Um, I think you get a little bit of a rundown, and, and you probably know some of this anyway. You probably talk about it as a group, is that the monks are... A part of an order called the Revenant Chorus. They're a religious order that is mainly based in Senya, that is about grief and soothing people through grieving. They're based throughout the territory. Their main base is in Eulogy, uh, where there is a library. And in that library, they, well, they assuage grief by taking it from people. They, they listen to people's stories and kind of record that and use that to help people get over it. You also know that the order is part of a larger religious group called the adherence of what remains it's a religion based on the belief that the remnants were emissaries of of gods in some way and that they were shattered and that only by serving the remnants can we kind of reconnect with the gods
1: if there's one thing I think these people need right now it's it's help with their grief and their the torment that they've just been through and I I can't think of better people to help us now.
3: How dare you? Can't think of better. How dare you?
2: I, nobody knows what you can do what Belka can do.
3: Fair. I mean my vote's for East anyway, so Belka is very pro-East. I think their argument is don't ask me about the north and also the tenders aren't going anywhere.
1: We can head east and even if we find this person from the cave, the scientist it might work out for us, but the other thing that we could do is ask the monks and consult their library and see if there's information we can gather about taking on this threat. As
2: far as I'm concerned, the biggest threat right now is the fact that the jackals are still walking around, free to do whatever the hell they want, kill whoever the hell they want, and apparently remnants as well. They can just go around and kill people's remnants, but seemingly at random.
3: And so, your solution is to walk your bereaved village and young child directly to their home
1: they've They've already done this briss they've they've already done what they came to do.
3: Settle your people
1: we have to go. we can't go back
2: like i i know I know I can't go back. I can't leave Corin and he can't come with me, but jilter, you're you're a weaver, and Vins, whatever the... I don't know what the hell you are, but there's got to be something you can do, can't you?
0: Who are you trying to compel here?
2: Probably Velta. Because she's the one I know has some kind of
0: powers. There's nothing I can do. i I don't have that kind of power. I can read fates.
2: Can you read theirs?
0: I can... It's not how it works. I don't... I don't make choices.
2: Not, not, not really. Good is it then?
0: She she just kind of smiles and says, "I guess not much." Good.
2: Uh, Briss is going to turn away and walk over to Corin and just leave the meeting.
3: Well, that went as well as I expected.
0: <laughs> you going to say east?
1: East <laughs> to the monks.
0: I think Vilta is like a little bit disheartened, but just like kind of nods. So I think Jetta chooses that way too.
3: I just want it known that this entire time, although Chala is still in a funk, that there are a whole bunch of humongous trees with roots that go all the way down the cavern walls. And yes, the entire time this meeting was happening, Chala was leading all of the oh children, no. especially oh Corin, no. on an adventure. Because what better way to deal with sadness than climbing terrible heights?